Speaking the truth about money is for anyone ready and willing to examine their negative thinking about money, let go of the false narrative of the scarcity mindset, and has the courage to change the way they think and talk about money. My name is Martin Coward, former Fortune 100 wealth manager turned prosperity mindset coach on a mission to eradicate the scarcity mindset from our planet. Each week, we share stories with extraordinary people changing the future by changing the way they think about money to the truth. We are powerful human beings with infinite resources, including money, to create a world of abundance and prosperity for everyone to enjoy. Let's get started. Good afternoon and welcome to today's episode of Speaking the Truth About Money with Martin Coward and Joy the Wise Woman. I am Martin Coward and I am Joy the Wise Woman. (laughs) More to come on that. And I'm also uh, excited today to have our guest, Michelle Warnica. And she is a blast to hang out with. I was on one of her shows a few months ago, and we had so much fun together. And she's got a tremendous amount of wisdom and introspection into the soul and how we can access the soul as an instrument, as a guide to helping us solve our money problems. We we work so hard to try to solve our problems in the external world, thinking we just had more money, we just had this, we just had that. But that's not really the solution. It might put a Band-Aid on something. It might give us a temporary relief. But we're talking about real, permanent, sustaining solutions. Having a guide within ourselves that can actually help us in our day-to-day. That's what what guides me and it guides Michelle. We have an inner guide. Joy the wise woman guides me every day in making decisions and solving problems and what I do. And I think Michelle calls that the soul. So Michelle, I would love to hear before we get started, and I would love for you to start out by telling us, but you weren't born with all this probably, like neither was I. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story, about how you became a, uh, a spiritual business coach and particularly some of the things that some of, maybe some events in your life that kind of woke you up to a deeper truth within yourself. How did you get here? Sure. I actually didn't, wasn't born this way, but I'll never forget uh, like second grade when I learned about the universe and how big it was and that it was just this infinite place and that we were just teeny tiny little specks. And I'll never forget that because I tossed and turned. I could not sleep that night just thinking how insignificant we were in this huge, vast universe. And I got up in the middle of the night, went down, asked my dad what he thought, because, you know, when you're in second grade, your dad knows everything, right? So I asked my dad. He didn't have the answers. And I could tell, you know, he he really wasn't, he, he was not answering my curiosity. So I think since then, I've been on this journey to find out all the answers to life's big questions. And I was um, pretty much in sales my entire life. I really didn't do anything else. I started selling shoes. I sold clothes. I sold furniture. I worked in the car business. I did everything. I ended up in telecommunications and spent the majority of my career there. I was in telecom for about probably 25 years um, doing technical sales, selling network services to large carriers. 
And I did that for many, many years. And then in 2015, my industry was changing as probably all years are changing. And uh, it was kind of like Pac-Man and my company got acquired and I got laid off and then it took me a while to find another job. I finally did. I really wasn't digging it. And then my heart wasn't really in it anymore. I'd been in it for a really long time. I made a lot of money, but I just wasn't fulfilled. And I'd been feeling that emptiness for a really long time and probably more than five years. But I could tell after I got laid off the second time and started looking for work that it was really done. Like my time was done there. Like, you know, when a relationship kind of runs its course, uh, that was kind of it. It was like a mutual, like, you know, I love, I love what you, we had, but <laughs> I really need something new now because my heart is calling for more. Right. I felt like, you know, at this point in my life, I had a lot of wisdom to share and I wanted to be of service. I was really activated to be of service. And um, so I went on that journey and it took me a long time. And one of the things we really connected on, Martin, was your story about Dark Night of the Soul. And I have my own where please I was. Share, please share a little bit of it. I'd love to hear that for me. That is most of our epiphany, what I call the epiphany bridge story, how we got from one place to the other. Yeah, it really was huge. So um, if you know anything about chakras or the body, but the body holds a lot of emotion. And so when we have physical problems, then it's usually our body trying to tell us something. And I was having a lot of digestive issues. And the body is really a metaphor. I was having a hard time just digesting life. And as I was moving from corporate job, being well-paid and transitioning into trying to figure out what my next step was, I was in a lot of fear, especially around money. And I really felt it in my body. And my body started to um, stop really digesting. It was in a lot of pain. I lost weight. I, just, I cut my hair. I was going through a big change. I didn't really, uh, it was dark. I was home a lot. I was isolating. And um, I went to a psychic as I used to do now that I am psychic. I don't really do that anymore. But at the time, I went to a psychic to find out what's going on with me. And she said, um, your energy, your vibration so low. I don't really see anything good happening for you anytime soon. And uh, I was like, what's vibration? What's oh, what? That must have made you feel like a million. <laughs> Make my vibration go even lower, right? <laughs> she didn't really say those exact words, but it was very similar. That was the message you got. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, obviously I need to raise my vibration. <laughs> she told me all about the law of attraction and energy and all this stuff. And that really got me on my path to starting to learn about the law of attraction and vibration and all of that. I just really dove deep into it. And um, I really learned, I was still, it took a while for me to turn around, but I remember there was a day when I was laying on the couch and uh, I used to pull a lot of runes. You know what runes are? They're like oracle cards, but they're yeah. little stones. And you ask questions and then they give you an answer. Like very esoteric answer. And I would, uh, I pulled one of the runes and like, what is going on with me? What is this thing I'm going through? And it said, you are changing at a cellular level. And I remember that so clearly because I had lost so much weight. I'd cut my hair. I was, I just wasn't the same person that I used to be, but I wasn't the person that I was becoming. So I was in this void in the middle 
you know, as we're trying, as I was continuing to evolve. But when I read that, that you're changing a cellular level, it made a lot of sense to me. And it, it quieted my, my anxiety around it, that it's okay. I'm just changing very deeply and that it's going to be all right. And, you know, as a salesperson, you know, you're a professional optimist. So, you know, I always know, and, and my mantra really is everything works, always works out for me. So I knew that it was all going to be okay, but I was seeking all these answers all around me. I went to a therapist who told me to sit with like these mudras for 40 days or something. I'm like, yeah, that didn't work. I went to all <laughs> these different things outside of myself that didn't really work. And so finally, I realized I'm changing myself. I'm, I'm transforming into a new person. And I stumbled onto Joe Dispenza. And he, uh, I got fascinated with him and, you know, how he healed himself. And I was trying to heal my body. And I looked at all the books that he had. And there was one book. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I thought, well, if I'm going to be changing myself at a cellular level, this is probably a perfect time to just create the person I want to be. And um, so I started doing that book. And I did those meditations every day. And I... Uh, it took me about three or four months, and I'll never forget the last day of that that I did it. Something really beautiful happened, and I just broke down and sobbed because I felt so much love through this transformation. And I knew that it was kind of I had come out the other side then because I could feel all the love and see all the magic in the world. And I knew that I um, needed to be to share this with other people because. Um, I knew that I wasn't the only one going through this and that I was going to be some sort of transformational coach. But I didn't really know how that looked. I, I ended up in the spiritual because that's really where my heart is, is showing you that as I was looking all outside of myself for all the answers, I realized now that I held the answers. I had all the answers I needed right inside. I just didn't know how to get there. I didn't know. I didn't know. So it's my job to really help people to connect to that, to their heart and to their soul so that they can find all the answers and solutions to everything, all the problems and, and questions mm -hmm. that they have. Yeah, I love that. I was in the world of wealth management and people would come to us and they would want us to help them with their financial plans and their and manage their money. And always they wanted financial freedom. And our thinking back in those days, we, we, the way this is the biggest flaw, I think, with traditional financial planning is that it's all focused on the external. It's all these models that says, well, if you save this much money and you get this kind of return, all this kind of stuff. And matter of fact, I got in the business and the company's called Strategies for Wealth because I was, I was in financial. I wanted to learn how to make money, how to be creative, how to, how to create wealth for myself. And so I thought, well, I'll go learn how to, if I can learn to do it for others, I can do it for myself. So I joined this firm and I became a financial planner, wealth manager. And all these models from a, from a external point, they would show that you could have how you can have more money than you could spend in 10 lifetimes. And we work with some pretty wealthy people. But you know what I discovered was unless you have some resolution of the internal conflict, unless we can let go of our emotional attachments to money, that's what the freedom people really wanted. And you cannot solve an internal problem with an external solution. <laughs> and but it's worked in reverse. And I think that's what you're talking about here. If we go inside ourselves and we resolve the conflict internally, 
then automatically the external problem resolves itself. Is, yes. that what, is that what you're saying? That's how I'm interpreting your story. Yes. Because we attract everything in our life is a reflection of who we are. So if we don't like our life, then we have to change ourselves. And then once we start to change ourselves and, and really step into that highest version of ourselves, then the life around us changes. Just like, um, I don't know if we talked about this, but I, I was a very heavy drinker for many, many years. And I always knew, part of me always knew that I was not going to, that I was going to die a sober person, but I didn't ever know when. And then that moment came a few years ago. In fact, I'm going to be three years sober on September 1st. Congratulations. Thank you. But when it happened, it was like, yeah, you know what? I'm ready now. I'm ready for this. And I looked around me and all my friends, these beautiful spiritual women and, and men who really didn't drink much. And drinking really wasn't part of my life anymore. It wasn't like a huge thing that it used to be. And it just naturally fell away. And people that, you know, were toxic or weren't really in alignment with the goodness that I was bringing forward also kind of just fell away. So, and then all these new beautiful people started coming in. So once you create this change within yourself, then the outside really just takes care of itself. Yeah, I love it. And I'm, I, I, it's funny you mentioned Judge Spencer. I've just been getting a little, I, I, I've been sort of watching him, but I've just recently been going through one of his programs. And I'm glad you recommended the book because I, because it's like, it's like we all of us as coaches, we're always learning, evolving, and expanding. And, um, and, and, and what he talks about, what I think is really interesting is that it's always, it's like what Eckhart Tolle is about being in the present moment. We are all, and that and that's the work. That's that's where the soul is. It's in it's in the moment. It's getting the mind to stop going back into the past and attaching the thoughts in the past, so that you can yeah. be in the present moment. Because what we do is we we go into the past and then we project that negativity into the future. Like if I've never had any money, then I'll never have any money. If I can't afford it, that's the story you're telling yourself. Then that's yeah. what you're going to project into the future. I can't afford it, so you're never going to be able to afford it. So what I when he what I I'm learning I love to hear your comments on this is really what the, the practice is, is in meditation, it, which we did before we came on here was to let go to surrender say all that is just noise in my head I'm just letting it all go the need yeah. to do this and when I open up my heart and create that space and go into the moment, be really present with the moment there's a shift and then I can think well what do I have what what does my soul desire? What does my heart desire? Yeah. And once I begin to look at what my, I say, well, I can have anything my heart desires, which is different than my egoic need. You know, if I need to have a fancy car to impress my neighbors, I'm probably not going to manifest that. By, But if my heart desires running a seven-figure coaching business, for the betterment of the world. And I'm asking for guidance in how to create that business, which is what I'm doing. I'm just sharing my story. Then all of a sudden, new resources, new guidance, new intuition, new attraction opens up. And all of a sudden, I find myself attracting people who want my help. They yeah. want to live into that abundance. So that's, and that's what I call the abundance, the abundance economy. I call it the post pandemic which is not quite post-pandemic yet, but I'm We're hopeful. There. I'm hopeful. Uh, abundance economy. It's going out of that old 
masculine dominated me, me, me. I got to climb my way to the top to get my fair share to the truth that there is an abundance of resources, including money. And money is created from within ourselves. We create wealth. I mean, look at Oprah Winfrey, for example, $2.7 billion. She's one of my favorite examples. She and I were both born in the same year, 1954 in the deep South. And I don't know how she did it, but she did it through God. You know, she's pretty, um, she is a messenger of God. She is definitely a mess. She is definitely tapped into that. And she has created this empire, if you will, by serving the planet, by making the, by being a servant of God. Yeah. That's why I like to use her as an example, because oh, you have to have money to make. She didn't have any money. She was as poor as she could be. But look what she's created out of that being a servant to the divine, doing a servant to the soul. Yeah. It's really a magnificent story. That's so true. And as you become of service, then the universe will rise up to meet you. It's really all about being of service. And I, um, and the time is now. I've really been, uh, I just did a little live in my Facebook group this week about dreams. I, I learned how to finally interpret my dreams. And these dreams I've been having are, it was one night where everything was just urgent. It's so urgent. Everyone needs to step into your, their truth and really be authentic because all you can make yourself feel good. All you need to do is ask God, God, show me how much you love me. That's my favorite one. And you can just feel all the love come into your body. It's just incredible. Yeah. I, I always say that the solution to every, one of my favorite topics is the solution to every problem is self-love. Yes, that's so true. You know, and that and the, and the practice of self-love is, well, how do you practice self-love? For me, it's about sit, getting still and opening my heart and listening and letting go of all the stories and, and, and meditating and pr- doing contemplative prayer and getting into a contemplative place of loving and accepting myself and my life and the world we live in as being marvelous, not just just really looking at the marvel of what's here and what we're part of and what we human beings are. We are amazing. Um, Even though we're little specks in the universe, we are powerful, powerful, powerful specks in the universe because it's not the speck. It's the the connection to that. What I I know Judge Spencer calls the quantum field. And I love to hear, I'm, I'm not as familiar with the quantum field, but I'd love to hear a little bit about the quantum field. If you know about that. Yeah, more about the quantum about uh-huh. yeah, so let's talk about I, one of my favorite things to teach about right now is what's happening in the planet because people are afraid because things old the things that we've relied on are no longer reliable. And it's scary for people because they put all their energy and belief into these things outside of themselves. And these things are all kind of crumbling down. I mean, look at our school systems. I mean, that, that really took a hit over the last couple of years. That's changing forever. Um, our government's changing. Everything's changing. So the reason all these things are changing is because uh, the frequency of the planet is changing. We are moving from a third-dimensional planet to a fifth-dimensional planet. And what that means is uh, the fifth dimension is all about the heart. So energetically, we're moving from the head into the heart. And that's why I love the name of your uh, business, Financial Heart Space, because so often, too, and I catch myself, you know, I was in sales. I was a business person for years and years and years. I'm a very heady person, but I'm really uh, learning the habit of 
how do I feel versus what do I think? And because that's really what's going to propel you forward. Mm -hmm. And when you learn about manifestation, um, it's all about thinking it. You need to create it. And then you need to be able to see it, to envision it. And then you need to be able to feel it. You have to feel it. That is the most important part. So if you're trying to feel, if you're trying to manifest health, you need to be able to envision yourself as this healthy person. And you need to feel that health um, deep into your soul because that feeling is a frequency, a vibration that sends a message to your body to let it know this is what feel, this is what health feels like. And then once you feel it, then you just need to be it. You need to act. You need to step into it and pretend like it's already there. And when you pretend like you already are everything that you want, then the universe is like, well, seems like she's ready. She's, she's, she's everything she wants to be. Let's make let's bring it all together for her. So um, and you'll start to meet the people, the places, the things, all that. So the quantum field is the, the field we're moving into. And the quantum uh, physics is really so, explains so much about what's happening now in the world. The quantum, and this takes a while to get your head around, but we live in a multidimensional universe. Just as I talk to you that we live in a, the third, three-dimensional and we're moving into the fifth dimension, there's other dimensions. And in those other dimensions are all the, there's other beings there, there's other solutions there. So the quantum brings all of these dimensions together into one. And when you get into the quantum field, it's a bit of a dichotomy because it's nothing, but it's everything. Joe described, Dispenza describes it as no thing, nowhere, no place, no body. And so when I guide my clients into the quantum, I have them imagine a, a place like that. You know, just close your eyes and imagine a place where there's no thing, where you're no thing, no body, no time, no space, no place. And it could be all black or it could be all light or it could be both. And the quantum is a place where everything resides and nothing resides. And from a time perspective, time is all collapsed into one. And there's no such thing as time. Time is, time is now. Time is right now where you are in the present moment. And what's so beautiful about when you understand this is you see that the, the past, the present, and the future are all one. And you can heal um, the past by healing yourself in the present and create a new future. And I've seen this in some of my, my healing classes where we'll do some healing around what's happening in the present and we'll be able to physically see that change from the past. Yeah, um, that, I, love, I, love, I love modern day words. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian contemplative and I follow the wisdom teachings of Jesus. And people don't realize because it, it got so skewed years, thousands of years ago. But Jesus, like Buddha and like Joe Dispenza today, is teaching what we call what we call non-duality, where there is nothing. There is. And he called it the kingdom of heaven. 
And the reason why he called it the kingdom of heaven was because it was spacious, like Buddha called it spaciousness. He could see up and it was infinite. So he called it the kingdom of heaven is at hand, meaning it is now. He wasn't teaching us a moral code to live by so that we could get someplace after we died. He was talking about moving us into a higher level of consciousness as we call the quantum field. So Jesus was really teaching us about the quantum field as Buddha was teaching us, that no, that's very Zen. And it's, it's all the same. We can't see it. We can't touch it. We can't feel it with our humanity, but we can experience it with our humanity and we can step yeah. into it with our humanity. And, and that's how we manifest. That's how we call it manifest today. We also, that's how we create. That's yeah. what we, are. we are creators. When we, we when we were told that we are made in the image of God means we were made in the image of being creators. We are co-creators of everything we see. Yeah. And I think what, we, we, what you're talking to here, pointing us to is that you can create whatever your heart desires. Yes. God does not give you a dream that you cannot make happen. If you can dream it, you can be it. And so, so often, you know, as I'm leading people through these, guided visualizations and activations as I do, I, I've hear, heard, you know, yeah, I connected to my soul and she's ridiculous. She wants me to do this thing and it's really crazy. And I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Because if, if, if she brings it forward, then it's not to be just pushed aside. When you push aside things that come from your soul and your heart, and we all have done this, things come up, we have a dream, but we don't think it's possible. Well, the other thing about the quantum field is it's infinite possibilities. So just because it wasn't possible, your mind doesn't think it's possible. doesn't mean it's not possible. It means that you need to open your mind <laughs> and get into your heart because your heart knows it's possible or your heart wouldn't have even shared it with you. Right, 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 right. right. So uh, we got a few. This is, this is just time has just flown by. I kind of knew it would because we both kind of similar thinkers we, in, the, in the last few minutes because uh, this can get a little woo woo for a lot of people and for someone who just has no idea what we're talking about what is something very simple very basic someone could do after they, can, they get through listening to this show that they could start to get in touch with their soul in touch with this quantum field what's a very simple easy 101 ABC step that someone could take to sort of begin to say, oh, I'm curious. I want to find out more about this. Yes. Well, it's all about quieting your mind. And so, so many people say, I can't. In fact, I had my favorite story is I had a client. And when she came to me and we started working together, she said, I can't, I can't quiet my mind. I can't meditate. It's just, it's not possible. It's just too much happening up there. And so when we really, when I showed her just how to breathe, and really to breathe and into your belly and really feel it into your, you know, your, uh, your sacral chakra, which is two inches, about two inches below your belly button. Right in there, that is really the seat of your soul. And that is uh, really when you can connect there and get into your body and get into the present moment. And then just take some breaths and consciously Move your attention from your head into your heart. I like actually physically drop. And now I'm in my heart now. And then when you're in your heart, just place your hands there and just start asking, you know, my heart, 
heart, are you there? What is it that you want? And your heart will start talking to you. Just like your mind talks to you, your heart will talk to you. Do you know that your heart is like 100,000 times more powerful than your brain? Yeah. And so all you need to do is get into your heart. And I've had this, these experiences happen in events where I show people just that little simple thing to get into their heart. And once they connect to their heart, tears just start running down their face because their heart has been waiting for years for some attention and for this person to get out of their head and to realize that I've been sending you messages. I've been trying to get your attention and you're just not listening. And all your heart wants to do is tell you how much you are loved and how, my, how many infinite possibilities there are for your life. And just sit like that with your eyes closed, breathing with your hands on your heart and just feel it and just have that internal conversation. It's a beautiful place to start. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I think in every, I teach it, you teach it. And I think everybody that teaches anything with transformation and power, it starts with a morning power hour. I know Tony Robbins teaches it. I know every, I don't know anyone who does. And every, every great influencer, every great leader, whether it's Ray Dalio, we, they all have a very powerful morning practice of getting into that heart space and being able to tap into that space. I know I have to have it every morning because I wake up in the morning in what I'd call the growth state. I have like a, there's like a, I call it the vultures on the bedpost. It's all, I'm living in the past. I wake up and I'm living in the past and it's almost like attacking me. Why? And then I just have to get up, go get my coffee and go out and sit in my backyard and I allow my heart to open and wake up with the universe. I can f literally feel myself, literally, all of a sudden, the flowers get a little brighter. The birds become more obvious. And it's like, I, now I'm awake. Now I have woken joy up, the wise woman, and we're ready to go about our day. And she's, and, and I, but, but I've got to go through a practice every day of getting that alignment, that all that aligned up and flowing and it, it takes practice and so if you but if you're new that's the best way you just got to start with and it's going to be hard because that's the last place your ego wants to go is to be be quiet yes and and that's and just don't beat up on yourself it, it we call it it's a meditation practice it's a practice so you practice it you're never perfect even monks that sit on a mountaintop and and meditate they're not perfect either their mind still has chatter you just need to let that chatter flow by and not attach to it. Yeah, the whole the whole key is not, and that, and that's what I talk about being now. It's like when you're when you're meditating, even even going through life, it's like I'm attaching, I'm detaching, I'm attaching, I'm detaching. Things that feel good, things that don't feel good. It's just I'm just experiencing them, and then when I let go of the attachments, I can experience them in a way that's real and and, and authentic, and it's exciting. So thank you for that. So we're at the half hour already, but I want to, before we go, before we sign out, I would like to, you to share with the audience how people could get in touch with you, uh, the easiest way to find you, they want to find out more about you and what you do and how you might can help them get into that quantum field. Yeah, I love that. Well, the best place to connect with me is my Facebook group and, and Facebook. You know, I'm on Facebook. I think there's a couple of Michelle Warnickas. I think I'm Michelle Warnicka five, but you'll see my picture. And uh, I also have my Facebook group. I'm changing the name over the weekend. And my new name, it's right now, it's Free Spirit Entrepreneurs, but I'm changing it to Lightworkers Ascension Support Group. Because if you are here trying to become a higher version of yourself, 
then you're bringing more light to the planet and you're showing people the way. So I want to be here to support you through that because it's challenging. It's not easy to shine your light in the world. And so in yeah. that group, I show you tools. It's a place, safe place to share what's happening in your life, to get feedback, to be supportive. I do a, a lot of free uh, workshops and classes, and I'm happy to support you any way I can. That's so generous of you. Thank you so much, Michelle. The world knows I am a spiritual teacher and a prosperity and mindset coach working largely with gay, transgender, and bisexual men. And I have a Facebook group specifically for us because I think we have our own specific wounds. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm just not familiar with other people's wounds, women's wounds in particular, but I am familiar with men and I'm particularly familiar because I'm a gay man with our wounds and what, what keeps us out of that quantum field. So that the point of that Facebook group, which is called Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender and Bisexual Men, is for us to do our work. It's a safe place for us to do our specific kind of work that's specific to us because of the way we might have been wounded for being different as children, as young boys. So that's one thing. And then I have got another Facebook group called Financial, the Financial Mystic Sanctuary. And that's for everybody. And that I do I do a lot of things in there as well as teachings and courses and and, and share, I think, in that in that Facebook group. And that's for every single person. So if you'd like to get to know me and look at you know, what I'm about, you can join us in those Facebook groups. So so thank you for listening. And Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Your wisdom and your love and your inspiration is so contagious. <laughs> I love it. May love and prosperity prevail. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you appreciated, where we can improve, and any topic you want to know about for future episodes. If you would like to find out more ways you can participate in the Abundance Mindset and Prosperity Living Movement, join our private Facebook group, The Financial Mystics Sanctuary. If you are a gay, transgender, or bisexual man, ready and willing to explore how negative thinking about money is impacting you and our tribe, Join our private Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men, a sanctuary for GBTQ business leaders to love and support each other. May love and prosperity prevail.